Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Keys 107 on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of the Keys 107 Network as we open doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. Well, we got a hot show for you tonight. I'm Sister Rafika. I'm your host. Brother James is here. And as you know, it's always a good thing when Brother James is in the house. Atia is here, and she's going to be talking about tapping your talents, going from ordinary to extraordinary. Well, get ready. Go get your pen and your paper. Take some notes. The healthy tip of the day is up next. The Keys 107 Network presents the healthy tip of the day. Well, today's healthy tip continues our exploration into the daily meditation, Acts of Faith, by Iyala Van Zandt. And today's meditation opens up with a quote by Jules Diamond Taylor. When you don't have a grip on life, it will get a grip on you. Poem reads, Life is a mystery, unfolding, a journey, walking, painful, enduring, testing one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, a joke, laugh at it, a song, sing it, a flower, smell it, wonderful, enjoy it, a candle, light it, precious, don't waste it, a gift, open it, love, give it, unlimited, go for it. Light shine in it. And Iyanla closes today's meditation with, I am all that life is. Recognizing all that your life is and how to live in your life is your healthy tip of the day. The Keys, unlocking the doors to unlimited possibilities. The Keys 107 will be right back after this brief commercial break. On Blog Talk Radio was brought to you by The Fluffs Present the Alphabet, now found in paperback, sporting a five star rating on Amazon.com. This portion of the key was brought to us by Moon107.com. Moon107 fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. This portion of the keys was brought to you by Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC. You're listening to the keys on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Keys 107. I am Sister Rafika, and I am just so happy you are here with me today. Our brother James is here. I'm so happy that he's here to join us today. 
Before we get started, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you who have taken the time to listen to us via telephone, those of you who have called it via Skype, and those of you who are on the Internet, and those of you that are in the chat room. Know that this episode will be archived, so you can listen to it at another time. You can share it with your friends. Like us on Facebook, um, the Keys 107 group. Check us out on Twitter, at the Keys 107, and call in. 213-943-3618, 213-943-3618. Atiyah is more than happy to take your calls and join you in your comments. Just to give you a little background, Atiyah is an author, a speaker, and a trainer, and she's the founder of the MarriageTree.net. And she's going to offer tips on how you can go from extraordinary, how you can go from ordinary to extraordinary and bring out your best self as we highlight the motivational key. Our topic is finding your inner strengths, tapping your talents, looking deep inside yourself and use your powers of intuition and discernment to take back your life with renewed power. Atiyah has authored the following books, From Ordinary to Extraordinary, Hidden Pearls, A Little Quaint Book of Poems, Petals of a Rose, The Beauty of Being Free, and she has produced several empowerment messages such as Love is Not a Game, the Real Impact of Abuse, and Taking Back Your Life, and a spoken word CD titled The Inner Woman, A New Beginning. She has written self-help articles, essays, and writings dealing with health, wellness, relationships, cultural incompetence, and self-empowerment. And among her many talents, Atia is a formal model and actress. In 2004, she became the first black woman to be crowned Miss Illinois International. And as you get ready for today's conversation, just ask yourself this question. What are you doing with your talents? Atia? Yes. Hey, welcome to the Keys 107. We're live, and I'm ready to just roll my sleeves up and dig into our conversation today, motivating all of our listeners. How are you feeling today? I feel wonderful. You know, the Skype thing with the radio is, is a struggle, so I'm I'm calling on my dime tonight. <laughs> oh, dime. what happened with the Skype? It it just it won't work. Well, I can't figure it out. So it probably works. It's just something I'm doing wrong, but I'm not necessarily technically inclined per se. Well, you know, <laughs> I may have to fly over to Grenada and um give you some technical <laughs> Give you some technical professional <laughs> professional development. <things. laughs> Wonderful! I welcome it. We love yes. to have you and your husband. <laughs> oh, absolutely! And Sadat too. Sadat always comes with us. Absolutely. But you know, um, Atia, I am just very excited about this topic. Um, I've been asking myself this question, and I even had a discussion with a cohort of mine in my doctorate program about talents and 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 what are we doing with our talents. And she said to me. Um, well, how do you know what your talents are? Is it just what you do every day that you're successful at? So now I'm going to throw the ball in your lap and um, talk about that. But I know that we, we wanted to go a little bit into um, your core your core elements, your core beliefs. We could start with that if you like and then move into the talents. Okay. Well, actually, my core message um is helping men, women, and couples to discover their own truth for a better marriage. And so while 
my core message is not just geared towards married couples. It is geared towards helping the individual as well become better individually because when you come to the table or the relationship table, you have to come to the, to the table whole. You can't be good in a relationship if you can't be good on your own. Hmm. And so I work with people to help them become better individuals for a better marriage. The ultimate goal of what I do is that the couple end up getting married if they're not already married, and if they are married, to help them stay together and have a healthy marriage. Okay. Are you I'm I'm here. I just um I'm my mic is going in and out a little bit today, so if I'm quiet, just keep talking. <laughs> okay. So okay. I'm just adjusting Absolutely. my volume or 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 something. Continue, please. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that that's really in essence what my core message is. I've been talking about this issue for years, and um, however, now I'm trying my work to focus specifically on that message. So. Uh, coming out in the future, now and into the future, you'll see me and hear me talking mainly about relationships and inspiring people to be better themselves for the benefit of a marriage. Okay. Well, marriages and, and relationships are the core of any um, of any society. It's 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 the foundation for family, the union Absolutely. between two people. And and you're saying that. In order for you to get to that point where you're ready for marriage, you have to be able to have yourself together. Absolutely. Marriage is the foundation and cornerstone of society. And when you find happy and healthy marriages, you also witness stable families. And family is the staple of any strong and thriving community. So I've made a commitment to contribute to global health, wealth, prosperity, and peace and the way I've chosen to, to walk that path is to project a message and serve as a catalyst for the empowerment of men, women, and couples so that not only can they be their best individually, but also in union with one another. Okay, now we only have an hour today, Atia, and I just want to um, throw it out right away before we get deep into the conversation and, and and just say to you that you are welcome to come back on our show because this certainly cannot be covered, all of this, in one hour. But, um, you know, we have uh, an open-door policy for you. You're welcome Absolutely. to come Thank back. You. And, um, sure, and if the, if the calls get heavy today, if the chat room gets very active today and we're not able to cover everything, um, we do have some time available in the near future. You know, we always broadcast on Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m., and you and okay. I can work out a time when you can come back and um, finish up. I just don't want you to feel rushed Wonderful. and feel like you have to get everything <laughs> in. The only thing that I'm going to ask you to, to, to do is to make sure we hit those seven – points because absolutely. that's what we promised our listeners. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so now the question was, um, how how does one know what their talents are and how do they know if they're using their talents? That's a very, very good question. Nine times out of ten, people are indirectly using their talents. Um, many people, most of the people that I have coached, they have not discovered their purpose in life. Mm. And um, while they're usually working around or around their purpose or their 
doing some of the things that is closely related to their purpose, they haven't necessarily discovered their, their purpose for, for being for coming into existence. And so how a person can begin to discover why they were born and what their gifts and talents is, is that one thing that just keeps sticking with you. It's an internal process. It, you just can't get away away from it. No matter what else you do in your life, you're not totally mm. fulfilled or happy unless you're doing that one thing. Mm. And, and, and so you have to listen to your own internal messenger. And, and that's how you know. And the book that I've written, From Ordinary to Extraordinary, the second edition, I have a workbook. And what the workbook is designed, it's a very short read. The workbook probably takes much more time. But the workbook is designed to take the reader through a process, chapter by chapter, so that they're able to make those profound discoveries. Okay. All right, I wanted to um, definitely talk, tap into those two books, and I know when I first spoke to you, uh, we talked a little bit about the first volume going from ordinary to extraordinary, and I was looking, um, you know, at your bio on your website, um, atiaslight.com. It's um, actually, if they type in atiaslight.com, it'll go to my website, but they'll see that the URL has changed to the marriagetree.net. Yes. And this is to reflect the core message. Okay, okay, and I and I was going to mention that. <laughs> I wanted to definitely talk about the uh, the second part to that, going um, or, from ordinary to extraordinary, and what that workbook um, entailed. Now, let me just say, when you when you purchase um, the copy of volume two, does the workbook come with that, or is that a separate purchase? No, the workbook comes with it. So I encourage. Uh-huh those who want to purchase the book to get the digital book. You can either order from my website and it'll come in a PDF book form so it it'll be aesthetically pleasing or they can order from Amazon and get the digital file and it'll come as a Kindle file or a digital file that you can put through your Kindle or Nook or what have you. Okay. But I, I encourage the reader to get the second edition because it does have the workbook in it. Okay. Good. And eventually that will be available in print. It's just not available in print at the moment. Okay, well, you know, the world is moving towards digital, so don't worry about that. Don't rush that. <laughs> but you said now the first step is to definitely recognize that one thing that nags at you that you just can't get away from no matter if you go into something else, this thing is just nagging at you. No, that's not the step. That's just something you have to understand. Okay. Um, if you want me to get into the processes in terms of, I don't use the word motivation. I use the word inspire because what I like to do is connect with the consciousness of the person. It's an internal thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, when, when I interface with someone, I want them to be able to be a different person than when I met them. And that's, that's something that's an internal process. So to inspire is to take what the one has given me to light the fire, light the flame of the person internally that the the quote-unquote motivation is really inspiration and it's coming from an internal process rather than me motivating them. And when they leave me, they're going back to business as usual. It has to be an internal process. So I'm just lighting the, the flame, the spark. Now, 
In terms of the processes to help a person tap into their talents and move from being ordinary to extraordinary, I broke it down this way. There's five steps plus two courses of action. Mm. So what I can start with is, first of all, the five steps. Mm-hmm. The first step from going from ordinary to extraordinary is a positive thought. See, what people have to realize is that success does not happen by chance. We create it by visualizing in our mind's eye the possibilities of what we conceptualize and by focusing our energy in the direction of that which we see in our mind's eye. And so there has to be an aim and purpose for everything we do. When we are able to generate thoughts, and project those thoughts into the atmosphere, at that moment of projecting, we are actually engaging in the act of visualizing an idea as an objective reality. So thoughts are real as well. And as you know, thoughts carry weight. Mm. An objective reality is truly manifested in the tangible or physical realm. So the first step a person has to do is to think a positive thought and be able to conceptualize an idea. The second step, let let me go back for a moment before I get to the second step. When we produce constructive thoughts, we become the transforming and regenerative conduit of positive energy. By which we begin to create a whole new reality in our lives. And it all starts from just a thought. So, the second step after you think the positive thought is you have to believe within yourself that what you just conceptualized, what you just thought about, is possible. You have to believe that your positive thoughts, your ideas, and the concepts that you are able to conceive can become real. You have to believe it. And, you know, the what when you believe something, it brings hope. And it places a person in a state of expectation anticipation. So it's not just enough to just think it. You have to believe that it's possible. Mm. So the third step is now you have to get to writing the thought down. People don't always understand the power of the written word because what you do, that, that, when you write it down, you already thought the thought. Now you believe the thought. When you write it down, that's like the middle passages. You're, you're actually now beginning to go through that transformation process. So when you write your thoughts and ideas, you reinforce them, and it also helps you to keep focus on them and to be able to organize them in such a way that then you can see them on paper. And with them on paper, the ideas actually become the roadmap to making them happen in your life. Does that make sense to you? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. My <laughs> pen. My, I hope everyone in, in that's listening to us has their pen and paper because my pen is is going, and I'm glad that you can't hear me begging on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so now we have the thought. That's step one. You have the belief in the thought. That's step two. Then you have write it down. That's step three. Now mm-hmm. going on to step four. You have to talk about your ideas and concepts in order to clarify them. There is power in your words. 
So have you you may have heard the term that you as I speak I create? Yes. So you're actually creating as you speak. You know, there's a there's a phrase in the scripture that says, um and I'm paraphrasing, speak um about things as if they are. Mm-hmm. So, so be, when you mm-hmm. right, right, exactly. So once you say something, it already exists because you spoke it into existence. Mm-hmm. And when you send your word out, it doesn't return void. So your words have the power to impact everything in the atmosphere. And words, like thoughts, carry weight. Therefore, it's very important that we are mindful of the words that we speak. Right, right. Absolutely. So now we have. Yeah, so now we have step one, positive thought. We have step two, belief in the thought. We have step three, write the thought down. We have step four, speak the thought. And now to the fifth step is take action on your ideas and concepts. The fifth step is the changing of your reality, and it's actually doing what you said that you would do. Now, in terms of that fifth step, taking action on your ideas and concepts, the other two processes is the two courses of action that everyone must take in order to move from ordinary to extraordinary. The first one, I put together acronyms to explain it. The first one is you actually have to act, A-C-T. Mm. You have to accept the challenge to thrive. Mm. And then that second course of action is you have to move. You have to do something. You have to move. Materialize opportunities to validate your existence. Okay. So those are the seven processes to motivate and help a person tap into their talents and move from being ordinary to extraordinary. Now, the little hints that we get in our or the intuitiveness that we get in our being is those things that we just can't pull away from. If it's something that we really, really like to do, we're not quite fulfilled no matter what job we're performing or what we're doing in our lives, it always it's this yearning, this internal yearning, where we just can't get away from that. Mm-hmm. And those are like the hints, it, those internal messengers that let us know that this is the direction that we can be traveling. And, so, and this process can evolve over time. Mm-hmm. It's not something that necessarily happens overnight. It's something that evolves over time. So if there's any questions. <laughs> well, you think one thing I think, Atia, that happens to people, and I know even myself when I was um, working nine to five, I was so busy working nine to five and trying to be on point, completing the tasks that were um, given to me in my job description and in my day-to-day interactivities that by the time I came home and then I dealt with home, I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I don't have or I didn't make much time to feel and be with self to recognize that point that you just said, that nagging thing was often shut down. And I think over yeah. a period of time, um, it just it just gets so shut down that you can't even hear it or recognize it anymore. Absolutely, and and that that's what happens, Rafika, to a lot of people. They give all of their best energy, the best of themselves, to other things that have nothing to do with the purpose in which why they were born, and so they sit around and wonder 
while they why they're unhappy. Mm. So it's very, very important to discover what it is you love to do, what is your passion for doing, because that, in essence, is the road to discovering what your true purpose is. And, and you know, it, it's, it's interesting. There's another book I put out there that I really kind of get into that, and that is The Beauty of Being Free. And I actually give that book away free to anybody who signs up, uh, go to my website and sign up for the email list. Mm-hmm. The book is given as a gift for free. And one of the things that I discuss in this book, when I talk about real and authentic freedom or transforming your life through the breath of universal love and breaking through the impediments to free agency and actually gaining the courage to live freely and then enjoying the beauty of being free, I go through a process in that particular book to show people how they can actually free themselves to do what they enjoy doing. And I use the analogy of Harriet Tubman's life. <laughs> and so that's a book that I encourage the listeners to get. Um, I've had many people to purchase it, but you actually can get it free just by signing up for my email list. Oh. Now where would they go so, again to sign up for that? They go to www.themarriagetree.net. And see, one of the things about Harriet Tubman is, you know, first of all, she was a second-generation slave, second, Mm -hmm. third-generation, second-generation slave. That means her parents were slaves, and she, too, as a result, was confined by, quote-unquote, physical slavery. Yet, the thing with Harriet Tubman is she had a mind and heart set on freedom. And she knew that no form of physical captivity could ever conquer and bring her mind and heart into subjection. And so she understood that her she understood what her birth was and that no amount of corporal intimidation or persuasion could ever dominate her mental or emotional capacity for freedom. And so while it appeared that she was, quote, unquote, a slave, she was, in fact, free. And so mm-hmm. many others came to understand the power and beauty of her freedom. Because she sent her mind, because her mind was free, she sent her mind and then her body or her physical state or condition followed that. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so re- regardless of what you're faced with in your life, regardless of your circumstances that you're dealing with, that has absolutely nothing to do with your destiny. And so when you use the power of your mind, and you surround yourself with positivity. And sometimes when you're making that shift in your life, you cut people off. Mm. It's necessary because two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time and there be harmony. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. It has to be agreement. That's right. And so when you, if you're in a condition, an impoverished condition, if you're in a condition that you do not like, and you have to make some changes. Nine times out of ten, you have people around you that is a result of the condition that you're in. When you take those steps to change your condition and you begin to walk differently, what happens is the people around you begin to look differently, and the environment that you place yourself in changes. Are you there? I, I didn't get cut off, did I? 
So I'm going to keep talking like you said, but are you there? I'm here. Um, Atia, can you hear me? I can hear you now, yes. Okay, good, good, yes. I had to um, go on to the uh, screening room. We do have a caller on the line. But I want okay, wonderful. Before we bring the caller in, I wanted to go into the um, the uh, acronym ACT. I got the okay. first part where it says accept the challenge and move to materialize the opportunity to validate. Okay, I lost you from there. Okay. At ACT is to accept the challenge to thrive. I got it. Ah, oh, I love okay. it. And then move is materialize opportunities to validate your existence. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So you know, um, I saw a posting on the board, on the on Facebook the other day, um, yesterday as a matter of fact, and it was just one simple line, and it said, "If you want to make change, do something different." Absolutely. And, and that stuck with me. So when when we're talking about that person who is in a job situation um, or in any situation that is engulfing their time, sucking up all their energy, and they are just feeling so doomed. How do yes. we get them to the point where they're moving from ordinary to extraordinary? And, and let me just say that I'm not talking about somebody who is a failure. I'm talking about somebody who is yes. successful. They're happy with their job or so they think. But like you said, there's a yes. nagging thing in the back of their mind and their heart and their spirit that says, maybe you should be a painter. Maybe you should be a photographer. You know, yes. Maybe you should sing. <laughs> and they're ignoring yes. it yes. because they're like, well, I make certain amount of money per year, I own a home, I have two cars, you know, I have the dog, I have everything I need. But there's that thing nagging at them. Well, how do we get them from ordinary to extraordinary? It takes courage. Oh. I won't say that this is an easy road. It takes courage. Mm. It takes courage. And one of the things that if I did is I made a conscious decision. You know what? I'm going to do that, which the one called me to do, which I have a passion to do, which is my assignment to do. And I will no longer allow anyone, anything, any environment to suppress or oppress me. I am free. Mm. And But with that understanding, there was a responsibility, and I had that nagging no matter what I did. And so it took courage to step out there and do what I was called to do and really just keep moving and know that God got me because I haven't worked an actual job. There's a couple times I've taken on a little part-time job as I, as I traveled back to America temporarily, mm-hmm. but nothing that would that would interfere with my creative energy. Mm. It would be something mundane that took no thought, something that I could do with my eyes closed, that I would not give any of my creative energy away. I saved that creative energy to build and do what I was supposed to be doing in my life. So if you have someone that's making eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year, but they're not happy. Why do it? Uh. Yes, you have bills to pay, but usually your purpose is tied to your wealth. Oh and my wealth goodness. is not and wealth is not necessarily only based on financial success. That's right. 
That's right. I have been, quote, unquote, it's interesting because I've traveled out of the country three or four times within the span of one year, back and forth, without a, quote, unquote, job. Mm-hmm. I just did my passion. I've, I've been doing what the one has called me to do. I've been doing what my assignment is, and I have thrusted myself in it full force and just continue to move forward. And so I, I've, I've done a little consulting work on the side, but now I have reached a point in my journey that it said, you know what, I'm specifically focusing on what I was called to do. And what a lot of people don't realize, Rafika, People will, people will say things like this, well, I'm just going to do this, and this is going to help me be able to do that. So you're working this job over here to be able to pay to do what you want to do. Mm. Why don't you take that energy, do what you want to do, and let that generate the revenue for you? Well, you said it, you hit it on the head, uh, Atia. You said it takes courage. And then the question would be, well, how does a person muster up that courage to just let that thing go that's tying you down and not allowing you to be extraordinary? How do you just get there? This is a prayer that my mother had on her coffee table from the time I was a very, very little girl that I can always remember. And I'm sure almost every listener who's listening remembers this. God grant me the serenity. Mm. to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. If you know and understand that you have the power to change your condition, you have to have the faith of the grain of a mustard seed, and you know how small a mustard seed is. That's right, that's right. If you just got that little bit of faith and take baby steps, you don't have to eat the whole elephant at one time, just Take it one spoonful at a time. Make little small steps because, and what I tell people who I've uh, coached in terms of weight loss is even if you lost a pound, that's progress. That's progress. Small steps. You have a caller on the line? Tati, I'm here. Okay, you have a caller on the line that's waiting oh. on the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I, my pen was going. I, I'm just. I'm into this. But, um, caller, caller. Yes, ma'am. I'm here. Are you here? Oh, that sounds like Anthony King. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Do you have a question or comment that you want, or, or uh, that something that you want to add to our discussion? Um. The, the the strength of this this um individual's um passion kinda caught me off guard. So if you'll give me a chance to hear her a little bit more before I interject what I would like to say, um I would greatly appreciate that. I okay. was I was kinda shocked. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I know her energy's high. Um Atia, I don't want to uh break your energy, so we're gonna talk for about maybe 10 more minutes and we're going to go to a quick commercial break but like I said in the beginning we we are going to have to have you back because I know we're just getting started Um, you began talking about a a person that she was coaching or helping get through weight loss absolutely and what I remind them of see first of all worry if there's absolutely no motion 
But as long as there's motion, no matter how little that motion may be, it's still movement. Mm. And and that's what's key. So celebrate every uh, ounce of movement in the right direction or progress. But I wanted to say this for the person who um, maybe needs to, who's bound by that $80,000 a year job or who's bound by working in a job or what have you that they quite don't know how to pull away from. They know that they're not happy. They know that they want to make some changes so that they can be more fulfilled in their life. But because it's paying the bills, it's providing for their family, uh-huh. it's, it's doing what it needs to be doing, there's a way that they can slowly break away. And what I want, they, they're bound. That uh-huh. person is in bondage. Uh-huh. Because if you're tied to a job because you have to pay your bills, you need the money to survive, your gift, your gift, the, your purpose in life is your ticket and your road to wealth. And wealth goes far beyond just having a certain amount of dollars in the bank. And that's a whole nother discussion. But Absolutely. what I want to say is freedom is a mindset. And no form of subjugation can contain a free mind, one that is conscious and aware. To break the chains of oppression of any kind is to first break the shackles of mental bondage. That person That's in right. that job is in mental bondage. That's right. And because that can color your perception of reality and greatly impact your ability to be productive and a consequential force in the world. And this is why the first act of freedom is a renewed mind. So that person who is bound to the job, who can't pull away to do what God has called them to do, they're bound. And if you look at the story of the, uh, many of us have probably heard the story of the flea and the elephant. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, both the elephant and the flea were captured in their youth. Now, Mm -hmm. under normal conditions, the flea can jump about 18 inches high. However, if you put a a flea in a jar and you close the lid, the flea may start out attempting to jump its normal height, but once it is stopped by the lid of the jar, over uh, over time, consistently, it ceases to jump to its ability even after the lid has been removed. The same is true with the elephant. You can chain up an elephant for several years with a big bow and chain, and naturally the elephant is going to initially try to get free, but after continuously exerting repeatedly with no success of breaking free from that big ball and chain, the elephant usually usually submits to a life of being yoked to the ball and chain, which that job is when it's not something that you're supposed to be doing. So over time, the elephant grows up, the balls and chains are replaced with a small thin rope, but the adult elephant has the ability and the strength to break the rope to free itself, yet it remains bound and won't free itself because it doesn't even know its own strength and ability. That's right. It doesn't even recognize its own power because it was conditioned to believe that it had no power. Conditioning, yes, yes. That's a very important, important term to our conversation, conditioning. When we're young, we're conditioned to go to a nine-to-five job 
we're not conditioned to think about if this is what we truly really want to do, if this is what our calling is to do. We are conditioned to think if you if you think big, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer. Why? Because you want to make that kind of money, because you want to have that lifestyle. Maybe your first preference or priority isn't caring and taking the care of sick people, but it's because you want that status. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. Go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. It's interesting because when my husband was about 12 years old, he he had a passion, a particular passion. He ended up getting introduced to the sport of cricket, which he also developed the passion for. However, his original passion that he still, no matter what he did, couldn't get away from it and would do his passion for free because it was his passion, when when he actually, as an adult, began to get back into doing the passion that he originally had, Mm-hmm. Which you can tell it's calling because when you see him doing what he was called to do, it's like nothing else he's done. So no matter how effective he is at playing and coaching cricket, and he's phenomenal and even has won international awards award doing it, his gift is so much more profound and powerful than what he has spent the last 12 or so years of his life doing. And so now he is just now stepping out on faith in terms of doing 100% of what he has always had the passion to do. Mm. And it's bringing him fulfillment in so many areas of his life. But not only that, I know as his wife and his help me that that is his road to well beyond measure. Well, we're going to break for a quick commercial at here, when we come back, we're going to look back into uh, hitting, or I should say, summarizing those points. And um, I yes. just want to uh, even pick, uh, even um, follow you on what you was talking about, Harriet Tubman, and, and sort of re- reiterate a statement that she made that um, mm-hmm. when they talked about the number, the number of slaves that she freed, and she said, "I yes. would have freed more if they had known they were slaves." You you know, and that's so true, and I, I touch on that in my book, you know, and, and they talk about how Harriet Tubman used the Underground Railroad to free slaves in her day, and when you really look at the historical account and you look at it from a deeper perspective, it was not an actual physical railroad. We already know that, but a network of people and places designed to help aid the slave's journey to freedom. Mm. It was considered underground because a person's path was often treaded without observation, thus without resistance. There you go. And so your freedom today is very much the same way. Everything is not always as it appears to be. You know, um, I got a break. I'll be right back to you. Hold that thought. Don't don't you lose it. Carlo, you get ready to talk to a T, okay? Don't you hold back. (laughs) All right, all right. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 
631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet, now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and a gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, Now, I'm hearing some technical, um, like a wobbly kind of sound. I really, really hope that's my headset. <laughs> but I tell you, Atiyah, I'm going to play back this um, um, archive as soon as we're done so I can uh, make sure that i got to fill in those blanks where my pen didn't write as fast as my brain wanted it to. <laughs> but, yeah. but we left off with talking about Harriet Tubman, and we were in the screening yeah. room, and you wanted to go back to that point. Yes, yes. What I was saying is just like back in Harriet Tubman's day, there were people and places designed to aid a slave's journey to freedom. The same is true today. There are guides to help us recognize and board a modern-day underground railroad. And their manner is so delicate and refined excuse me, as to require us to elevate our vibrations elevate our level of thinking. And that's why that first process deals with thinking. Mm -hmm. Before anything is manifested into a tangible reality, it starts with the concept. Okay. I mean, of course, I can go another direction with that, but then that will be getting into another kind of discussion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, it starts with the thought. So those processes, the five steps is the positive thought, belief, that the thought can happen, what you conceive in your mind can actually become a tangible reality. The third step is to write it down. The fourth step is to speak it, talk about it. And the fifth step is to take action, to begin to act upon it. And then there's two courses of action that one must take. You got to act. You got to do something. And act is an acronym that I created, accept the challenge to thrive. And then the second course of action is to move, M-O-V-E, materialize opportunities to validate your existence. Mm. Mm. So that's how we wrap that up. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to find some sort of um, information on Miss, is it a Tia? I'm sorry for Miss. Uh, a Tia. 
Yeah. A T. A T. Do you have a website or something like that where I can look up to see exactly who you are? Because I'm I'm completely blown away by the passion of what it is that you're speaking on, and I can totally relate because I have an entrepreneurial spirit that a lot of people do not understand, and and I choose to use it um, to progress with. Yes, sir. My website is www.themarriagetree.net. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, please continue. I I was very impressed with the uh, Harriet Tubman um, Underground Railroad Theory. That that is something, like you said, we take our freedom for granted right now. Um, Absolutely. And and not not only that, but um, I just want to make the audience know that Anthony is no stranger to the Keys 107 Network. Um, Anthony is going to muster up his courage, and he's going to launch. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to launch a show on Sunday um, called The Rook R O O K Atia, and this will be um, wow. his first time. His first time broadcasting um, live um, on the airwaves wow. of, of uh, internet radio. So wow. when you talk about okay. bringing your courage and uh, manifesting your destiny, um, something is pushing him in this direction. Yes, wonderful. He he has a um his his the vibrations of his voice I I, I hear it he'll do awesome hmm. yeah it, wow, it's exciting I, I, yeah it's exciting I look forward to it I get a lot of inspiration from Sister Rafika she may she may not even realize it but that is what made me want to do it um is from listening listening to her conduct the peacekeepers roll call. Um, mm-hmm. That's what actually got me to say, you know, this is something that I'm interested in doing. So she may not even know that, but but she was the inspiration for me wanting to do a show. Well, That's I think wonderful, that Anthony. And I just wanna, um, <laughs> I wanna go back because I know Atia. Um, not that I don't like the compliments, um, I'm feeling it. <laughs> but I wanted to go back to uh, what you was talking about, Atia, because I think that 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 whole concept of um, just thinking and putting yourself into that mental space of being where you're supposed to be is so very critical. We get up in the morning and we're dragging. We're fighting to get trapped through traffic. We're fighting to get to work on time. We get to work on time and there's all kinds of things you have to deal with in that space that you're at. So how do you, I mean, I have a suggestion. I think that if you can take a moment and breathe, and just stop. Yes. And just stop. Yes. And I'm I'm learning how to do that myself. I'm learning how to shut the office down, close the computers, and just take five or ten minutes, play some music, dance therapy, you know, walk outside. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of those are are very, very important. That's one of the things I tell uh, couples is when you are working to strengthen your relationship. It takes work. And marriage is organic. And you have to nourish it in order for it to grow. And so that means if you're with your mate, you have to set time aside and not allow 
anything or anyone to interfere with that process of the two of you bonding because it's a different thing. So that means you have to turn off the technology. You have to you have to give that person your undivided attention regardless of what the two of you choose to do. And the same is true with family and the same is true with yourself. So there are times that we need to restore. We need to get away from everyone and everything and just have that time in the quiet of our own mind to communicate with the one and to, to build that relationship with the one that will make us individually stronger to be able to even give our best self to others. Mm. And so it's a necessary thing. People get stressed and frustrated and short-tempered and impatient because they're not treating themselves kindly. They're not being kind to themselves. And one of the things that I say, I believe it is in From Ordinary to Extraordinary, I say give, it is in From Ordinary to Extraordinary, is give yourself the love that you strive so hard to give to others. Give it to yourself. That's important. So, you know, I, I did want to say this going back really quickly to the person who is struggling to get the courage to do what their purpose is or to walk in their purpose. And, you know, for many people, freedom may come from having the symbols of success, meaning the fine homes and cars, the large bank account or whatever. But real freedom begins in the mind, and it transcends what you may have amassed or will gain materially or physically. Real freedom is much bigger than that. And wealth is, is goes far beyond what you have materially. But you also spoke about faith, Atia. Absolutely. And you, Absolutely. You know, having faith and believing. Absolutely. So, so critical. Absolutely. You you do. You have to believe. And there are there's a lot of factors out there. This is why you, when you begin to make that transition or when you go from ordinary to extraordinary, this is why sometimes you have to change your environment and you have to change the company that you keep. Mm. Because it's like a drug addict who he he may be work he or she may be working on themselves to become clean from the drug addiction. You know, but you can't you can't continue to put yourself in the environment that that has drugs in it. You have to remove yourself from it. So That's if right. you are surrounded by negativity, and mm-hmm. everything has a polar opposite. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, the, the 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 more courage you get, the the more you're going towards your goal. The 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 tougher the challenges get. But you know, as a wise man said, and we and many of us know who that wise man is, your desire to reach your goal must be stronger than the struggle it's going to take to get there. Oh my goodness. Mm. So, you know, you have to be courageous enough to make those tough decisions. You know, weighing other than yourself is not just being physically fat. Many of us are emotionally fat, which causes physical fatness. Well, how do you identify a tear if you're emotionally fat? You know what, Rafika? 
That's something that a person can answer within themselves. Are you happy? Mm. Do, do you like yourself? You know how you feel when you get up in the morning mm. or you lay down and go to sleep, when you look in the mirror. No one has to answer that question for a person. They can answer that for themselves. The the issue is, do are you honest with yourself and do you accept what you see? Do you accept what you see? Yes. Yes. Now, when you get to the and point you, where you are accepting what you see, there's a problem. No, actually it's not. That's the first step in making the change. Well, if you accept the it. Truth, it's, but it's but, like but wait, you wait, wait. Before you before you get to the point where you're ready to make a change. So like let's say you're you are 40 pounds overweight and you've been 40 yes. pounds overweight for maybe 15 years of your life. Yeah. Have you accepted being overweight? Not that you like it, but have you accepted it? No. No. You're just, you're in a condition. You haven't necessarily accepted the condition. The condition. When I say you ha- you have to accept the fact of you have to accept what you see. First of all, you have to accept it. You have to embrace that this is who I am at the moment, but I want to make a change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you accept something, you take responsibility for it. Okay. You admit okay. it. When you accept something, you admit that this is the truth of the condition. Only then can you change it if you don't like what you see. But you have to accept the fact that this is what it is. Yes, I agree, and I understand exactly what you are saying. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Before, I was close to 200 pounds at one time in my life, and it was stress. But when I decided that I'm going to take my life and my power back, I accepted the fact that I was fat. I wasn't just fat physically, I was fat emotionally, and that's what was causing my fatness physically. So when I began to change my thought process, before I even lifted one weight, before I walked one mile, I began to lose the weight just by thinking differently. Okay, you thought, okay, being it is. And that's the truth. Right, that's the truth, because when a person is stressed out, they there's certain hormones that their body emits that causes you to be fat. I I, I did an article. Um, if if you go to my blog, which is uh, net, or you can just go to my website, themarriagetree.net, and click on blog, and it'll take you directly to Straightforward Talk. There is. A, a message in there that deals that's specifically to women. I think I did it in the last couple of weeks. That's specifically to women um, in terms of uh, going from fat to fabulous. Hmm. And it deals mainly with dealing with the, your thought process. Hmm. Well, Atia, I think that that's a whole other show. I may have to <laughs> give you. I may have to give you a series. <laughs> because you know all of all of the areas that we're delving in are so critical and so deep. Like you talked about being, you know, emotionally fat. 
You know, that and, and it don't have to be an overweight. You can be emotionally fat and not be overweight. Is that correct? That's correct. You know what? That that is correct. And let me tell you this. Let me take it to the the clinical or the 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 physical aspect. A person can be clinically obese but not look it. You can be thin, quote unquote thin, but be clinically obese because you have more fat versus muscle. Well, I'm going to ask you to leave that one there. Invite okay. you to come back really, really soon. And okay. um, we we have to close out. Um, I want to thank Anthony for taking a moment to call in. And I uh, wanted to thank everybody for taking the time to uh, enjoy the conversation. Know that this is recorded, so you can always listen to the archive. You can download the Blog Talk Radio app your mobile device and take us with you and listen to us anytime, anywhere. I um, want to thank Gramps Morgan for allowing us to use his song Dream as our opening song and um, my co-host Brother James who had to take our son to a uh, a band recital today as he's a young budding saxophone player and um, <laughs> Go to the blogtalkradio.com, the keys 107, and click on uh, the show. Click on any one of our shows and uh, tune in tomorrow, uh, Saturday, for the collective and for the communicators. And don't forget to tune in on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when The Rook does its debut. Atia, I'm going to Skype you tomorrow and lock down a date and time for you to come back and talk to us. I I am so inspired. My energy level is so high right now. And, you know, this this is really what it's all about, and this is what we do. We hope that we were able to tap into that motivation key in your life, turn that lock and open those doors to your endless possibilities in your pursuit of love, peace, and happiness.